the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the KDOW app and Radio.com. Portions of our programming may be pre-recorded. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary here's rob black on the wall street business network welcome in rob black and your money focusing on wealth and your retirement issues it is a show that i've dedicated to you and you listen, I'll do my very, very best to try to get you some investment ideas to help you, how shall we say, move along in the right direction. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Have a little bit of a technical issue this morning, but I'm sure I will push through it. Maybe. Let's see. Um, I've gotten a lot of emails recently. And I think it's it's a great way to communicate when it's strategy-oriented. It's not the best way to communicate when it's um, give me a specific idea or comment on one holding of mine. The big picture is you're a little bit more complicated than a three-sentence response. And even if you have the greatest stock holding, for the sake of talking, Apple. I don't know if you're thinking about 100% position in it, all your money, $20 million, or if you're talking $20. So you have to know going in that having perspective on you is up to you. I would be very cautious working with any professional that doesn't get to know you when it comes to financial issues or even doctors. I kind of like it when my doctor says, you know, I don't really want to do a televideo conference. Can you come into the office? Uh, and I like that 15-minute appointment versus the two-minute appointment. Same thing happens with investing. So the margin call that might be the biggest margin call in history has been driving the market recently. And margin is when you borrow money 
to buy stocks from your own stocks. Strangely, you can do it. The margin call that we're learning about from Archigo's capital is unlike any that we've really seen before. A margin call means your bank calls you up or your brokerage firm, their banking division, calls you up and says, uh, Mr. Black, uh, we allow you to borrow up to 50% of your $10 million. So you look like you have $15 million invested, but we're charging you interest on that $5 million you just borrowed. And because your original positions have gone down, we're only going to let you borrow $4 million. And you're like, so what? And they're like, yeah, that's right. You owe us a million dollars today right now. You have three days to liquidate that position. And in a down market, it sucks. I played with margin in my first year of investing. I never did it again, nor would I. I don't know one financial professional that really would. I know retail investors, i.e. the common man that do. In this case, the biggest margin call in history hit CBS Viacom and created a hell of a buying opportunity. I look at last March as a generational buying opportunity in the stock market due to the pandemic. And on an individual stock, CBS Viacom, I look at it as um, a generational buying opportunity due to this company for lack of – because I can't really curse. I wish I could. They messed it up. Because not only did they borrow against their own positions, but it appears that they borrowed even bigger than that. And they didn't tell anybody. In large part because it's a hedge fund. And their disclosure rules aren't 21st century. Now, that's partially to blame due to Trump deregulating the industry. Because there were regulations in place. So Janet Yellen says, it's probably time that we re-regulate and, and get some more information because there was a kind of a flash crash in last week, to, eh, five to seven days ago, uh, depending on what you call a week, Wall Street week or seven-day week, I don't know. Um, there was a little bit of a flash crash on CBS Viacom and a couple other names due to this crazy margin call, due to the crazy amount of borrowing against it. You would refer to it as leveraging gone wrong. You would refer to it as a long-time comeuppance. And now you're going, I kind of understand how these hedge funds do it now. Hedge funds aren't for the average person. When I got into the industry 25 years ago, I had the opportunity to create a hedge fund and make more money. Um, Instead of sticking to the, let's charge clients 1.5% or 1.25% or 1%, I had the chance to go for bigger profits. Um, and I, it was a great time because everything I was touching was turning to gold. And I was tempted, but I didn't do it because I didn't think it was in your best interests. So every now and then, you're going to hear me poo-poo, maybe Bitcoin, maybe NFTs. And I'm just going to say it's not for me because I can't get into trouble. And I don't want you to get into trouble either, financially speaking. Trust me, I get into trouble. It's just not financial issues. Anyway, uh, 90% of adults are going to be eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine in the next three weeks, and the number of pharmacies where shots are available will soon double. 
today is April 1st. It is not lost on me that it's April Fool's Day, and it is not lost on me that I am eligible for a shot. Now, actually, finding one is a whole other ballgame. If anyone has good tips out there, drop me an email. Rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Because I get spring allergies, and they're miserable, and I sneeze. And when you sneeze with a mask on, people look at you like, oh, boy, there he is. It's the, the flu guy. I'm like, no, 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 it's just allergies. Achoo, 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 achoo. And I, I sneeze kind of funny. Oftentimes, I tell people my mother never taught me how to sneeze, but that's a little bit on the silly side. Doctors in Hungary, which currently has the world's highest COVID-19 death rate, have rebuked the government over a plan to ease virus-related curbs. As early as next week, health officials in at least five Canadian provinces, including Ontario and Quebec, are halting the rollout of AstraZeneca's vaccine to people over 55. Johnson & Johnson had to throw away a million-plus batches of their vaccine. In large part, it looks like the ingredients weren't quite right. So the United States is in the closing stages of trying to figure out what to do over that Russian hack that penetrated multiple government agencies. U.S. is considering seen and unseen responses to the attack, which affected at least 100 U.S. companies. That's not really, for some reason, that really never became a, a big story on Fox or on MSNBC, CNN, whatever big news outlet you believe in. But it's out there. You should change your passwords. Maybe every July 3rd. You should change your passwords maybe the day after your birthday. I do a lot of that stuff the day before my birthday. Um, just to make me feel better. Anyhow, um, now that the nearly week-long saga of the giant container ship stuck in Suez Canal is over, it's interesting to note that it did create enough snarl that we're going to have problems in the supply chain, especially in furniture and semiconductors. Semiconductors is another issue. Uh, there's a water shortage in Taiwan, and you need lots and lots of water to make semiconductors, which is, again, mind-boggling that we're in the 21st century and we're talking about water issues. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW.
this is going to sound odd, but do you know France is famous for having the most romantic, or maybe Italy's the most romantic language? Uh, you learn that as a kid, it kind of sticks in your head. One that's not a sexier romantic language is German. Uh, like, um, their sense of humor is, is world renowned for not being laugh worthy. And like, I just told a joke in German that says all children stop before the gorge. Only Peter walks an extra meter. So basically, if you're a bad kid, your parents are going to have you walk into a gorge and die. Um, you're saying, be careful, Rob. You could get canceled over this. I can't. Volkswagen's not changing their name to Volkswagen. Volkswagen should change their name because they were involved in the biggest cheating scandal in the world with how they controlled emissions from their car. So their cars basically polluted the world aggressively. And yet they tricked sensors inside the car to pass smog tests. And they almost went bankrupt. And good for them. They're rising from the ashes and they're saying, we're going to go all electric. When we come back, we're going to come back stronger than ever. Volkswagen's considered pretty good cars, right? Didn't Germany in, uh, invent the idea of uh, Farfavenugen? Another made-up word. Why does this company do this? Is it bitter? Is it clever? It's not clever. It's stupid. It's caustic. It's, it's bad news. And they're like, oh, we were just kidding about that. <laughs> nine by nine. Um, long story short, they were really close to criminal conspiracy charges for deceiving regulators of the public. I mean, it pled guilty to that. And here they are playing jokes on the, the consumers again. That's not the, the smartest thing to do. Now, in the biggest tone that I could say this, this is not an April Fool's joke. Next story. It's National Burrito Day. I know. I know. You're like, it's got to be April Fool's. But listen to this. Chipotle's giving away $100,000 in Bitcoin or $100,000 in free burritos. You could win, I guess, a burrito or a Bitcoin. So you can find out more about this by going to burritos, orbit, uh, burritos, orbit, burritos or Bitcoin.com. Burritos or Bitcoin.com. And the game runs until 9 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock. Pacific time tonight. And you could win a burrito or Bitcoin. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? It, it, it's, I think that's clever. Because everyone's fascinated with Bitcoins right now. And even the idea of buying one freaks people out. Um, I believe that if you want to buy Bitcoin, you should probably be, buy a Bitcoin ETF index if you want to i personally am passing i like to watch for a little bit longer before i get into turbulent waters because i don't want to be the guy who gets pulled under the world is reopening i mentioned in the first segment that i am now available for a vaccination vaccines are stuff that you put in your body before you get sick 
I don't think I got sick last year, which is really interesting because not once. Um, CVS, not one trip to CVS for the kids with a cold or a flu. And when you go, when it's two o'clock in the morning, your spouse goes, the kids' nose are all clogged. Go to CVS. You buy 10 of everything or 10 different products because one of them has to work. And you're like, zinc? Does zinc work? Does zinc work? I don't know. Let's buy some zinc. It's not exactly the best spend in the middle of the night, right? But we're starting to reopen. And Google's saying, come on back to work, guys. This is going to be interesting. Limited capacity coming back to work in April. If after September 1, employees want to work remotely for more than 14 days per year, they will need to formally apply. Google advised employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but said it's not mandatory. One of the first major companies to send employees home because of the coronavirus is one of the first ones to say it's time to come back. So they're accelerating the reopening plans on a volunteer basis ahead of the September 1 return deadline. And I, I, if they're not the North Star of we should be paying attention to what corporate America is doing, I don't know who is. But they appear to be the guys who are doing the best job of pulling this off for us. Um, you're going to hear more and more conversations about the future of remote work in different sectors. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know if there's a story there, but I'm fascinated that you know my children are going to go back. When I was 10 years old, I was fearful Skylab was going to fall. All the kids at school were like, there's a satellite up in the sky called Skylab, and it's going to fall and, and maybe land on us and kill us. That idea kept me up one or two nights at least, right? What are kids going to psychologically think about COVID? I remember that year where I didn't brush my teeth because <laughs> I always had a mask on. Eh, not quite, but there'll be something along those lines, I do believe. Today, we got first-time unemployment claims. Moving in the right direction. Tomorrow is the big one. We don't care how many people got unemployed. We want to see how many people are employed tomorrow. And if you get a chance to look at that data on the first Friday of the month, it's probably the most important piece of data. Inside that, if you get really, really nitty-gritty and just stop, don't stop at the headlines or don't consider USA Today your source, go to like a Bloomberg, you'll start seeing how many people want to work more than part-time are not able to work more than part-time. Inside the data, you'll start seeing what black Americans and Latino Americans, what their unemployment rate is. And again, it will show you that there's a disparity between whites, blacks, and Latinos in the United States. Um, it's for real. <laughs> I used to lie yesterday about Chewy. I do a TV spot at 9.15 for Channel 4 Cron, which I put up on Facebook. If you go to Cron 4 Rob Black or go to I Hate Rob Black. Um, and I use the term for real. Their numbers were for real good. And for some reason, people thought that was funny. And I just thought, oh, no, that's a dad joke. Oh, no, I just dated myself as a dad. I kind of did. I'm no longer hot or cool or clever like the Germans. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, I would pass me by. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. The best beggars are choosers. The best winners are losers. The best lovers ain't never been loved. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. Or thanks for the show. I'm so over... GameStop and what's happening there. As far as the stock trade goes, I will be interested to see in a year, two years from now, how they landed as a business. Um, Jim Cramer said something um, that wasn't terribly wrong. He says, buy stocks as if you're going to hold them long term and don't get caught up essentially in the the trading that goes on here and there. There's a guy who's on the bulletin boards known as Roaring Kitty. (laughs) And I just don't care. I see a story like that and it just makes me lose my mind. Roaring Kitty. Funco, Funco, speaking of fun, shares have soared after the toy maker strikes a deal to enter the NFT market. A lot of NFT stories. I got an email from someone who's just angry. He is angry at the non-fungible tokens and how we're selling like a newspaper that'll never be printed again. And there's only one digital copy of it ever. And it went for $100,000. He goes, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's old news. How different is that than, you know... The people that saved the headlines, World War II is over. Like, it's not that different. And some people think those are collectibles, old newspapers. I've got a friend who has old National Geographics. And he, he has them for his kid. That he, he didn't have a kid for 20. He saved them for his kid. Like, he had them from 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> to me, that's just clutter. But I'm kind of a jerk, right? I was going to call myself a Richard, and then I was like, nope, nope, don't do it. Funko shares are soaring after the toy maker strikes a deal to enter the NFT market. Now, Funko makes things like Star Wars toys that have super big bobbleheads. Like a Chewbacca bobblehead. You get the image in your head that they're not Mattel, they're not Hasbro. (laughs) Funko shares are rising after the pop culture collectible maker said it acquired a majority stake in Token Wave. Token Wave is behind Token Head app and website, which tracks non-fungible tokens. Funko said it plans to launch its own F- NFT offerings in June. A new one will be introduced each week, starting at nine ninety nine. Um, how do I care about that? Like. Yeah. People are going to spend money in funny ways. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get upset. Um, but like gold, I've never really understood gold either. So I don't really understand NFTs and I don't really understand gold. Um, to me, some people say, well, I own gold in case the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And I'm like, good for you. Um, I'm going to own a shotgun 
and maybe a blow-up doll to keep me company if the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And I'm going to shoot you when you offer me gold for my, my, my partner. You see where I'm going at? I don't get gold. Gold prices are attempting a day of uh, rally. Gold's in a really funny position. Gold was a great play during the pandemic. I didn't play it. I'm not reinventing history. But people got fearful about stocks, and they're like, let's well, hiding gold. Let's hiding gold. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Now gold should be a great play based on $4 trillion stimulus in the first 100 days of the new administration. $2 trillion already approved with another eyeball for another 2 to $3 trillion in infrastructure spending. You should go, well, if you're printing money, you're devaluing it, whereas a gold coin is a gold coin. One ounce of gold is going to be one ounce of gold tomorrow. It doesn't change in weight. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm so pissed off. I used to be six foot two. And I went to the doctor not too long ago, and he's like, you're six one. You're, you're, you know, you're six. You're just a skosh over six. I'm like, I lost two inches? I'm like, does this happen? He goes, yeah, it happens. I'm like, at 50? He's like, yep. I was like, I thought that was like a 75-year-old guy thing that I wasn't going to have to worry about. Um, I'm like, do people suddenly get taller? He's like, no, people don't suddenly get taller. That's not good. Anyhow, um, gold should be a better play than it is right now. And again, I don't get NFTs and I don't get gold. And I had CFP Chad Burton on yesterday and he goes, do you remember back when people were quitting their jobs to be day traders? Like, you don't hear that anymore. Um, NFTs, will they, will they last? I think they're here for good and they're, they're an option for you. As far as collectibles go, I think a lot of money is going to be misplayed. But that's just me. There's a kicker for the, I think the Atlanta Falcons, and he used to be an LA Ram or something like that. He got cut like quickly because he missed his first like five field goals or something like that. So he landed on another team. He's a great kicker. But he's selling non fungible tokens to help fight anti Asian hate. Um, I find that interesting. Like, okay, the great way to raise money. Obviously, I like it. Um, but more and more people are going to bully into this. You've not yet begun to see the craze. When Funko, okay, let me give you an example. In 2000, I was doing a, a, a radio show on WJFK out of Washington, D.C., the station that had Don and Mike, the station that had Howard Stern, G. Gordon, Letty. It was a powerhouse signal. And I was there weekend, one-hour show called The Stock Zone. Um, one of our sponsors was this guy who owned a dot-com company, basically built websites for company. And he goes, his, his catchphrase is, if, you're not dot, if, you're not, if you don't have a dot-com, you're a dot-nothing. And I was just like, okay, okay. Um, I get where this is going kind of thing. Of a lot of companies are going to see it as a gold rush. I guarantee that guy's company had to transform into something else. He made good money helping companies get online, but he had to do something else because GoDaddy does that now pretty cheap. Anyway, um, other big stories of note out there. So Funko's getting into NFTs. That to me is a, sign, a negative sign, not a positive sign. Because it doesn't make any sense. And there's that gold rush mentality of people like, should I buy that stock? 
sure. Uh, keep in mind that a week ago they made big bobbleheads of Chewbacca. Now they're making collectible toys that are authenticated. I get it. I, I see a tie there, but I don't know if that's a reason to jump. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The S&P 500 hit a big round number today. 4,000. First time ever. In theory, most of us should have an easy option in our 401k called the S&P 500. I know every company I've ever worked with does. And I don't think it's a bad place to start when people ask me, I've got $5,000, what stock should I buy? I'm like, you should consider a diversified portfolio like the S&P 500, even though it's not as diversified as it sounds because it's market-weighted. But that was what went through my head. So if you open up your 401k today, it should be at an all-time high, except for you have some other options in there. There's no shame in owning the S&P 500. Um, I own a chunk of it in my 401ks. I, I let other people manage that part of my portfolio, um, my retirement accounts, so that I don't get into a situation of um, pumping stocks on you. My individual stocks are separated from my retirement accounts. Generally speaking, I don't think that's a complete truth, but generally speaking. So the S&P 500 tops 4,000 for the first time. NASDAQ's up big today. I saw one analyst talk yesterday about Apple. And he said, if we're going to be serious about this, you need to raise your ratings on Apple because they're getting into the electric vehicle market. They are. There's going to be an Apple car. How do you feel about that? Um, I've got a friend named Ken Ray, and he has a podcast called Mac OS Ken. Again, clever. I'm not that clever. Um, will Ken Ray buy an Apple car? He probably will. I used to talk about how Apple has come out with an eye coffin. So you can, it's made out of beautiful glass. So you can check in on your loved one when they're six feet under the ground. And it's wirelessly, it's 5G. It does everything that it's uh, a coffin supposed to do. Um, that's what I should do on radio TV today. Talk about the eye coffin. I know you're saying, that's a great idea. It's not a great idea. People don't joke with people's money. But an, an analyst said, we got to throw at least an extra 15 bucks on the price target for Apple because there's people out there like Ken Ray who are fanboys. They'll buy whatever Apple comes up with. Um, and I get it. I get it. Um, there will be. And Apple's using Tesla's um, uh, battery technology at this point in time to build a big factory that they want to be clean energy driven. Uh, I, I like both Apple and Tesla, even though they could be competitors one day. I look at Tesla as a bigger competitor to Apple than I do Google. Interesting, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Congratulations to the S&P 500. It broke through a big number. In of itself, that's impressive. But to you and me, unless we're retired, it's just the headline. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So this is Matt and Kim, their American indie electronic duo. Um, Matt Johnson's Kim Shafino. They're dating and they pretend like they weren't dating. I don't know if I could be in a band with a girlfriend, but they've got some great songs. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, get it. Block after block. I find myself at times like trying to find things to listen to. And YouTube is fantastic. I have not paid for YouTube where you get the ad-free version. But that's one of the things that as I look back, as we're exiting the pandemic, fingers crossed, Pfizer said that their vaccine is working really, really well on all the variants, 90 plus percent effective on all the variants that we've seen so far. Um, That's a band I can't wait to support again and go see a show. I saw, and again, I was, I was watching their shows on YouTube because I couldn't go to their shows. So when they get out and start touring again, I'll be there. I once saw her. She plays the drums. It's a, a duo. <laughs> and the chick, she's, she's not uh, classically beautiful. She's not Barbie or anything like that. She gets on her drum set and stands on a drum. I'm like, how does that dr- – if I got on a drum – it would collapse under my weight or it would warble and I'd fall and, and break my face, right? I was like, whoa. But that's one of those questions about YouTube, in my opinion, of where are we going to go with this? Um, how do we look back at the pandemic and, see, and wrap everything up in a bow? Who will be the winners? Who will be the losers? Zoom is a great one. Um, I think Zoom is here to stay, but I think down the road they get acquired. Uh, they just need something else. They need an operating system. They need a phone. They need a camera. Um, they need business networking software like Slack. Maybe Slack and Zoom get together. They need something. So I can't really go out and buy Zoom because if you're a one-trick pony, it doesn't work for me. Keep in mind, there was a company called Voxware that had communication software codex that was incredible so you were able to talk to your friends on your computer over network and skip the phone and you're like well why not just pick up the phone well back then phones cost more money per month on plans and you only got so many minutes i don't know if you remember there was a point in time where you got unlimited data but only 2700 minutes of talk time and eventually, it, it turns completely opposite, where they're charging you for the data, and they gave away the talk time for free. And now it's just like, just buy an unlimited plan. And people were really stingy. Do you remember? People were like, I'm not changing my plan. If I change my plan, I'll never be able to get it back. <laughs> it's like, this, it's not a gun I'm trying to take away from you. It's a data plan. But people got really sticky with it. And Codex and Voxware was a company that, that didn't work out as an investment. Um. I owned it. It was okay. I, maybe I went sideways with it. Maybe I lost 5%, 10%. No. To me, I was like, okay, emerging technology. 
people could, could talk to friends on their computers, and it sounds really good. And every, you know, three weeks, they'd come out with a new software patch and, and update the codecs, the algorithms, for lack of a better phrase. And then there's a company called RealPlayer. And RealPlayer basically did the same exact thing that Voxware did, but they also started doing audio and video. So you used to have what was called a media player. <laughs> I know, I'm talking to millennials right now. When you were a baby, computers had what were called a media player. And you had to open it to play songs. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, don't even get me on phone booths. Don't even start with phone booths. Um, but Real Player was a, a real company at one point in time. They had the real audio player, the real one player, the real player G2. They had a cross-platform media player app developed by Real Networks. It did MP3s. It did MP4s. It did uh, multiple formats is, is what I'm trying to get at. QuickTime file format, Windows media format. They had their own proprietary version. They made the player available for Linux, Unix, Palm, Windows, Mobile, and much, much more. Um it was an investment that quickly died as it just got built into operating systems. And that's where I'm a little freaked out about Zoom because I've seen this, this game before. For the record, I'm speaking right now on Skype. And Skype was publicly traded. And then they weren't. And then they were folded into Microsoft, right? Um, it's going to happen. There's some technologies today that you're gee whizzed by. And you don't want to buy GWiz. In my opinion, I've just been through this enough times. Can you do well with it? You absolutely positively can. Um, and for instance, back to the real player for a second. Back in the, my younger days, if like I wanted to steal a TV show, like let's say Battlestar Galactica was out, I can go find a website that had... The, the data file. I just needed something to play with it. And because the internet was kind of a wild, wild west back then, I'd be like, what's an MP4? I know what an MP3. Oh, I get it. But it also reminds me of in 2000, I visited a friend in San Francisco before I moved there just to kind of get a lay of the land. And she pulled out a Palm Pilot and she's like, well, let's find a restaurant to go to. And uh, it's a little personal digital assistant. And to make a long story short, they failed, but they failed spectacularly because they could have been Palm could have been Apple. What Apple is to phones, they could have been to phones, but they weren't really spending the money on the R&D that people didn't just want a computer in their hands that they could download, connect to a cable to their computer and download update or restaurant reviews. She pulls out a, a, a computer and it's got restaurant reviews. I'm like, that's cool. What's that? She's like, it's a personal digital assistant. Blah, 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 blah. And when they came public, I'm like, ooh, I want to buy that. But then they missed. They didn't figure out that you could put a cellular chip in there and turn it into a phone. And you could download all the data itself without plugging it into a computer. Palm could have been a contender. They could have been a winner. They could have been a champion. Same thing maybe going on with Zoom? Question mark? I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. I could leave, but I won't go, though my heart might tell me so. I can't feel a thing from my head down to... Three stars.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.